following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. Well, June, one of my favorite, probably my top, uh, my absolute favorite Christmas song is Oh Holy Night. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, well, one reason is because it's got some great bass in there, as, as most Christmas <laughs> songs do, and I can sing right along with that part. But uh, also the uh, content of it is just, it's so mm. rich. And But mm. I understand that it, uh, and you've just enlightened me, it, it, it is not, has not always been uh, that well accepted and a right. loved Christmas song like it is now. Well, it was uh, originating in France and uh, was requested uh, that a poem would be crafted and uh, and then it was put to music and but uh, there was a lot of misinformation and there was controversy and eventually uh, there was an English translation and uh, after huge acceptance in the American Christmas collection of hymns, uh, songs, Christmas carols. It became very, very beloved. Uh, It is my favorite of all. Uh, I used to sing it every year and um, was asked to sing it, that is. And um, I'm going to tell you, though, a little story. In 1906, to be exact, uh, a 33-year-old university professor, a a former chief chemist for Thomas Edison, did something thought impossible. Using a new type of generator, he spoke into a microphone for the first time in history. And at that point... This human voice was broadcast over the airwaves, and he was saying, he was literally quoting scripture, and it came to pass in those days that there were went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed, etc. All of a sudden, radio operators of ships were shocked. <laughs> Wireless newspaper operators were stunned as their normal coding heard over tiny speakers was interrupted by a professor reading from the Bible, reading the Gospel of Luke. The professor was unaware of the sensation he was causing on all these ships and in the newspapers. Uh, Men and women all over were running to wireless units to hear the spoken Christmas message. Then after reciting the story of the birth of Christ, he picked up his violin and played for the first time ever heard across the airways, Oh, holy night. My favorite line is, Fall on your knees. Fall on your knees. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. The thrill of hope, the wind 
as yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, offering God's truth. For today's problems, we exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of our ministry, and we thank you. I'll give you uh, ways to support our ministry in just a moment. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE. They're there uh, anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. You might ask them as you talk to them about the uh, Christmas music that you just heard, and uh, that CD is called The Hope of Christmas. That's available as you get in touch with us, and you can order your copy of that and hear June's Christmas music uh, anytime you like. So again, that's 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. You know, we are a uh, crowdfunded mission, and Hope for the Heart exists because of the financial support of those of you who listen. I would encourage you, if you're considering giving a gift, to go ahead and do so in the next few days, And uh, because most of our giving comes uh, each year in the final weeks of the year. And that's what fuels what we do the following year, just to keep doing what we do. So, um, And some, some new initiatives, always new things happening here. So uh, much of Hope for the Heart is about giving content away, whether it's through our website or through different resources that we send to each night's Hope in the Night callers, our podcasts, our conferences. There are so many resources because we just want to send uh, as much out and uh, help as many people as possible with building biblical hope and practical help. Your gift is what uh, fuels that. So we can uh, we can give you a couple of ways to support us. That's at the website, hopefortheheart.org slash donate. That's hopefortheheart.org slash donate. Or you can call 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. That's the number for customer support. They can help you if you uh, want to order resources or if you want to find a way to donate to the ministry of Hope for the Heart. We thank you. Let's uh, get to our caller for tonight. We have returning this evening, Ruth. Well, welcome back, my friend. I'm glad we were able to talk. Good evening, June. Thank you for allowing me to share on your program again. You're welcome. I was very struck by your candor. Um, A lot of people wouldn't say some things that you shared, and yet you you were... being very specific and candid about uh, where you have been and, uh, you know, 
you you know that you don't want to stay as you are because you said you're scared of death and and scared of staying the person I am. That's what you said uh, just recently when we talked. And you, what I appreciate, you you said, I, I want to find out how to not make mistakes, how to not be mean. Um, and, and you felt that you've been mean and you you don't want that for your life. Uh, and yet you admitted that you came from a poor family, a large family, and your parents were emo- emotionally damaged. And um, there was abuse of animals and, you know, you went to counseling, but there's this empty love tank and you feel you don't have empathy that you wish you had. Now, I'm, I'm saying this because I want to make sure that what I wrote down, it wasn't in that order, but that what I wrote down was accurate. Am I correct about what the things you shared with me? Uh, yes. Um, as far as the animals, it wasn't I intentionally was trying to hurt them. It's like I didn't realize that, you know, I didn't give them the care, uh, people and animals, that, that they that they needed just kind of uh, neglecting and abusing because of just kind of getting distracted and just kind of not making it a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I wrote some notes. Oh, good. Uh, about the things that are happening in my life now. That is why I was rehashing my past and questioning my um, myself with all of the tragedies that I've that's been I've been dealing with uh, for a while, and I just wonder if I could share those notes. I would appreciate it very, very much. Thank you. Please. Says, I, I don't know how to break the curse possibly caused by my sins and those of my family. Two of my siblings, one also losing a child in a tragic way like me, and all three of us losing our spouses just a year apart. My daughter lost her life on the same high in a wreck, in a car wreck, on the same highway that I almost lost my life when I was 17. Mm. She was like me, always looking for love in all the wrong places. What does that mean? It's so wrong that she didn't survive like me. Mm-hmm. It's like the hounds of hell keep attacking and tearing our hearts and lives apart. I married my soulmate over 10 years ago. It was like a fairy tale. He was my prince charming, and I felt like a princess, mm-hmm. finally blooming and desiring to be the best me possible. Now, over a year ago, he died too. My emotional and financial support and affirming me as a woman, my best friend. I don't know how to go on. I feel like... I feel evil all around me, so afraid of when it will strike again. I feel shame, fear, confusion, shocked and traumatized. I feel trapped in a life that's not mine. I live in a nightmare. It's hard to breathe. I I never will accept or be able to um, deal with the horror of what has happened and the dread of what it's what's to come. I have a rage that builds, and I scream and cry. The world seems so strange now. I feel so lost, lonely, and vulnerable. What if this 
is the beginning of the end of my life here on the on earth. I so can't grasp the idea of dying and where me and my loved ones will be. Mm. Wow. Thank you for writing out your story. This is your story. And when you talk about, you talk about, it's like there's one either tragedy, one thing that breaks your heart, and here's something else that that you didn't anticipate that, again, hurts your heart. It, it's like there's a repetition of the pain. Is that correct? Yes, it's devastating. Mm-hmm. Who is in your life that would be a true support to you? Who in your either family, friends, um, people who are of faith and in a solid church, a biblically-based church, who, who is there to be a support to you? Well, my daughter and my husband were the people that needed me the most and uh, were my my biggest and best support systems. Um, I enjoyed them, and they enjoyed me very much, and, and we had a close connection. But now I feel like I have to stay strong to keep our home going. I have other children and uh, grandchildren, and um, two of my grandchildren are my daughters, and I have to keep them, uh, take care of them. And and, uh, having two different fathers, I I have to make sure that um, I go pick up one of them every other Saturday so they can have a life together, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's why I say I'm living a life that's not mine. Uh, I wanted to, I helped with my grandchildren and my children, and but at the end of the day, I wanted to share with my husband. I wanted to be, I wanted us to grow old together. I wanted to, uh, you know, make him a priority, and now it's like that, that dream has, has been torn away from me, and I'm back alone mm-hmm. with and having to be strong and, and take care of everybody else and um, basically feel like a single parent again. Mm. You know, I, I'm going to mention something to you that, um, do you know the name uh, Dr. Uh, Charles Stanley? Yes. Have you heard him speak? Have you? He's he's known by many as America's pastor. For many years, I've listened to him. Mm-hmm. Well, one time, uh, I had the opportunity early on. We were a new ministry, and I talked with him. I was in Atlanta, and I uh, did some recording at his uh, ministry, and I asked him a question. Who was the most significant person in your life? His answer was, my grandfather, whom I only met four times. I said, your grandfather. And he said, um, 
because of family dynamics. He, I knew there was a divorce. I, I did not know the all the details, but I, I knew there was some brokenness there. And I said, what did he do that you would identify him as the most significant person in your life? He said, I threw a paper route. And he said, my grandfather said, Charles, every time you throw the paper on the front porch, pray for that family. And he elaborated some, and the bottom line is he said he taught me to care for others. He taught me to, how to pray. And then he said, if God says, this is the grandfather speaking, if God says, run through that brick wall, if God says to run through that brick wall, he said, you run as hard and as fast as you can. Because if he says, run through the wall, he will make a way. And there'll be a reason why he would tell you to do that. And he said, my grandfather, and what struck me was when he said, whom I only met four times. It was that he spoke words of wisdom, spiritual words of wisdom that helped shape the spiritual character of one who has helped millions of people, one who has um, taught. He, he wasn't just a pastor who preached. He was a pastor teacher, which obviously you know, because you've said you've listened to him over the years. But my point is, many people would never think about a grandparent as being the most significant person. Yet, when my mother died, my two nieces said, Granny Ruth was the most significant person in their lives and they were in their 20s, and they began to detail why. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as grief and loss, abuse and trauma, depression and suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. 
Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Well, if you have any questions or concerns about the topic of grief, we have resources for you to check into. Just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central. They'll help you access the appropriate resources. If you're dealing with uh, grief in your life, the uh, resource there is called Living at Peace with Loss. And uh, we also have Keys for Living called Purpose in Life pinpointing your priorities. Again, customer support would like to help you get the right uh, materials into your hands, whatever would help you with the situation you're dealing with. And their number again is 800-488-4673. That's 800-488-HOPE. You can also email them if that would be uh, more convenient for you at Customer support at hopefortheheart.org and ask any questions you have regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Now let's get back to tonight's conversation with Ruth. Well, uh, Ruth, I, I want to say, first of all, I am so sorry for your great loss because it sounds to me as when you. When you married your prince, your prince charming, uh, sounded. I think you said it was about ten years ago. Um, of course, you thought about growing old together, the two of you. And it, I, 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 I'm imagining so great a loss. It would be um, a hole that no one else could fill right now and so please know how how uh, I hurt for you in that respect I married him over 10 years ago but it's just been a little over a year ago since I lost him yes yes you said just a, a year ago and it you know some people think well just you know it's, it's time you, you should have already gotten over this and I want you to know that when people well-meaning people um, think, what, what's the matter? What, what, why haven't I gotten over this? Or, or why haven't you gotten over this? Um, it can take 
a year. Uh, it can take two years. There, there's, there's a hole in your life. And it's not that God does not have a place. In fact, uh, one woman who was a widow, my mom's best friend, she became widowed. And I remember she was the person who said, she began to quote, Your maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. And she had a very sweet relationship with her husband and with the Lord himself. And the deeper her relationship with the Lord, with Jesus uh, as her personal Lord and Savior, the more comfort there was. But I can, I can assure you that Sometimes people have unrealistic expectations uh, and uh, of the grieving process, thinking it should be much shorter than it actually is. Do you identify with that? I would say that it is a lifelong journey. Well, especially when you say that you also lost your daughter. And yes, the, uh, judging from that, almost five years ago, it's like it was yesterday. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. So, you really do understand grief, don't you? Not understand it, I'm just trying to survive after mm-hmm. it. You know, um, there are times when... People can be, they don't mean to be calloused, but they they just don't understand. And it's only after going through a very, very significant loss, when once they are in that situation themselves, then they understand and have not just sympathy, but... Uh, Think of it as sympathy is somebody kind of tapping someone, patting someone on the head, saying, oh, I'm sorry, you're hurt. And that's legitimate. But empathy says, I'll hurt with you. And then compassion says, I'll hurt with you, and I'll be there for you until the hurt is gone. I'll stick with you. So I can imagine how even down the road you're going to have the ministry of compassion where people will know here's someone who really deeply understands and cares. Someone who really can grasp the depth of my, my pain. Do you feel that you have that deeper understanding and compassion for others? Definitely, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking that in the midst, I, I'm thinking about a, a 
dear friend whose whose mother <clears throat> I'm sorry well her her father died and her mother was widowed and it was years ago and I made the foolish mistake and apologized over and over again of of saying and it was the day of the funeral. <clears throat> it was a heart attack. My friend's father I had a massive blowout. And I. it's like this couple had, in a way, I felt adopted by them. They, no words had been said at that point. The mother later on said, I'd like to have you as my adopted daughter. But that was after my mom died but my point is she, she, she I said to her um, and it was the day of the funeral I said oh because I saw tears and I said oh don't cry um, I think I added something like you know there'll be a lot of people uh, looking at you or something like that and it, I wasn't harsh but later I realized how, how, how I didn't understand, how foolish I was. And I, I, I said to her later, I said, Lillian, I was so wrong. You should have tears. Jesus had tears. He knew he was even going to raise his dear, dear perhaps dearest friend in the world, from the dead. And yet he still had tears. And he was going to raise him from the dead momentarily, meaning moments later after he came upon the scene where his friend Lazarus had been in the grave um, for four days. And But my point is, I know what it's like to not have the compassion that you have now and that I think I have now. But you're valuable. Your role in life can be uh, significantly used by God just because you understand that deeper loss Grieving, by the way, uh, there's a lot in the Bible said about grieving, about grief itself, and it, it there the Bible says there's a time to mourn, and you are in that mourning phase, that grieving phase. There's a time to mourn, and then there's a time to where um, where our grief turns to joy, but that takes time, and the book of of Ecclesiastes, which was written by the person who is called the wisest person who would ever live, Solomon, and this was written the third of his books in the Bible. There's Proverbs. There's. Um, Ecclesiastes, 
Well, when you look at Ecclesiastes, this is the last phase of his life. And he brought perspective to grief. I say that because now is not forever. And I want to say that after me. Would you? Now is not forever. Now is not forever. Excellent. Say it again. Now is not forever. One more time, sweetheart. Now is not forever. Yes. Grief is this painful emotion of sorrow caused by the loss, or even it can be the impending loss of anyone or anything that has deep, deep meaning to you. And, of course, as you've described your wonderful husband of 10 years, as you just even described your daughter, a parent does not anticipate outliving their own child or children. They assume that they will go first. So it feels out of order. And yet, this is your experience. And I, I remember what happened with um, my dear friend's mother. I watched her later begin to reach out in ways. I, I would say, would you have done that for this other woman whose, whose husband died if if... Earl had not died, do you think you would have reached out like you have reached out to that widow? And she said, I hadn't thought about it, but no. But now that I've been in her position, I can't help but think, can I do anything to reach out to her? I think the issue is even though this is not by your choice, you being a widow, you having lost a precious daughter, there is significance in the position you have now. Of It's a type of ministry that if you can only minister deeply by having been there. And you, my friend, have gone through this. You're, you've been there, and you can have the deepest kind of compassion for others. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. 
When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God Himself, and He's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We are a ministry of hope for the heart, and we'd like to thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 Keys for Living to help you address your situation. Call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they can help you access the resources you need. Our Keys for Living called Grief, Living at Peace with Loss. Uh, That's available as you talk to customer support. Also, Purpose in Life, Pinpointing Your Priorities, and uh, they'll help you with those. Again, the number is 800 488-4673. That's 800-488-HOPE. Also check out our website for more resources, materials that will help you. And uh, the number, the address is hopefortheheart.org slash store. That's hopefortheheart.org slash store. And you can find our updated Keys for Living. Those Keys for Living are uh, materials that we've had for a long time, but they're being updated all the time as well. We have new uh, topics such as stress, anxiety, fear, abuse, marriage, parenting, so many more that are being added to, and we'll, we'll add to that store monthly. So keep looking there if you'd like to find those uh, keys for living, and they've helped so many people to connect with uh, what is going on in their life, and new new topics all the time. Also, we have our Lifeline to Hope online training that is a, a, a great tool for pastors and churches looking to uh, to look into care ministry in their own church. The email address, uh, again, there, or the, um, the website is hopefortheheart.org slash store. Let's return to our conversation now with Ruth. Well, Ruth... Uh do you see, I'm, I'm wondering, I, I do understand that you have two grandchildren from a particular daughter, and, and you do feel responsible uh, for certain times of care for them. Um, do you view this as a true ministry where you can impart 
um, any values or significant uh, truths in their lives? Yes, I've always um, I've always had um, uh, interaction with all of my grandchildren um, every week, uh, and we go, you know, to vacation Bible school and uh-huh. uh, different activities uh, during the summer and every week. And so I've always stayed close to my children and my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wondering if I could share a poem that I put on my and my husband's monument. Certainly. I would love to hear it. Singing, dancing, and laughing with you. Passionate kisses, too. So fun, exciting, romantic, and magical. Mm. <laughs> I actually grew up with him. I know him since I was 15, and we were just friends. And then later on, it's like my eyes were open that he's the one. And mm. Wow. It's just... Yes, yes. Well, so what do you think God is wanting to do at this point in your life in investing what God has taught you and what experiences you've had, um, how do you think God would be using you? I just feel so, so um, shocked, and um, I don't know. None of it makes sense to me. None of it seems relevant to me because I'm just, my world here on earth is so horrific. I um, I don't really trust God like I used to, but I do reach out to Him every day, and I just, um, I just, like I said in my last, last time I spoke to you, I think it's just so wrong to um, give us loved ones and take them away from us and death is wrong and I, you know, I just don't really know um, Mm -hmm. what to do. Mm -hmm. When my uh, sister became widowed, her husband was quite a bit older. He was a symphony conductor. They had quite a uh, active life, uh, him being a symphony conductor in Boston and uh, her um, being a former ambassador and teaching at Harvard. And it did significantly change. It, you know, we, we would talk about the difference of what, what how, how it used to be. And he had that kind of brain tumor where typically a person would last it would live only 12 to 14 months and she did everything she could to be of support um, but the difference afterwards uh, was significant and she said I- I'm just so not used to this life by myself even though she had many activities and I know you understand that. Uh, and then she told me about 
a group of women who were experiencing the same thing that she is experiencing in terms of the and these were uh, all widows and um, in a way I think of my sister being a younger widow not an older widow and that's true of you too because I asked you how old you were when we last talked and but what she said about the time she spent with basically these approximately six people and they would meet regularly the insights that they shared the um, that there was a great comfort with the camaraderie of those who had the similar experiences. Do you have people like that in your life? I don't really um, socialize that much. I've, I needed my husband to be here to affirm me, and he was... She's my best friend, and, and I want to share with him. Uh, you know, no one mm-hmm. else can take that place. And I now I feel like I'm just going to shrivel up and be an old woman, you know. Uh, whenever you have your husband, you you know, that makes you feel attractive and, and you know, someone that you can have fun with and share your home with. And now it's just... Uh, it's all, it's all gone, and I just feel like I can't, um, I can't finish well on this earth anymore. I'm just gonna have. To, I feel like I just, I'm going to be surviving and and uh, but not. I just feel like it's that I'm just never. It's never going to be satisfactory without. Well, I can tell you that the first year after my sister's husband died, compared to basically five years later, it's very, very different. And, you know, this is a point in time, the intent is for you to to truly understand that there is a time to grieve and that time of grieving will it will come to an end in terms of the uh, tremendous pathos the the severity of the pain and yes he must have been a wonderful mate, husband, and the joy he brought to your life. So, yeah, when you have the best, you forget the rest. <laughs> well, but <clears throat> the way that God lived, uh, has orchestrated our lives, I think the issue is you can feel like your life has ended. And by the way, this is not uncommon. People can feel like I, I will not recover. I can't ever get back to the me that I was earlier. Um, 
while that can you can genuinely feel that way, I think the issue is for you to know that that is not how God made the heart. The heart is made to heal. And the, the Bible even says he heals the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Right now, you are crushed in spirit. And God knows that. But he heals the brokenhearted. That is part of his role as you allow him to. But also, it is interesting when you look at the role, if you will allow yourself, there are people, for example, who have gone to an, a, a program called uh, Grief Recovery or Grief Share. It And the, the intent is um, helping people recover and have, have you are you familiar with grief share oh yes i've been to so many groups mm. okay so that you're saying you have not found that to be helpful is that correct it uh, helps you yes it helps you um distract yourself uh, from your pain for a while and there's nowhere else to go but um, seeking the Lord and, um, and trying to find peace through those means is the um, only place to go on earth whenever you're um, dealing with spiritual issues like someone losing, leaving the earth and you never can't see them. It's very frightening, so there's nowhere else to go. Well, what I would love to do is to um, share with you our material on grief, that there could be some things there that could truly minister to your heart. I believe there will be. Uh, I think it's not a mistake that we are talking, because we're dealing... Uh, we explain how... There are three stages of grief, and you know there are. It, it, it's it's grieving over the past, but then also how to accept that the present offers substantive uh, experience for your life to have meaning and purpose, and it does deals with the future too, but also purpose in life. That, to me, you need to know God designed you to have purpose in life. And my prayer is that this will be helpful to you. You have my prayers and concern. We will send our keys for living called Grief, Living at Peace with Loss, also Purpose in Life, pinpointing your priorities. We'll send that out to tonight's caller, and we do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. And if you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. 
and our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.